Well, hello there. Come on in. Oh, Will, you've got company. Howdy, and welcome to Dawson's Den. Well, sir, I took the summer off, but uh, now all the hay's been put up, it's stacked, and gathering went well, and we're looking good for the fall. So I'm back in the den. We've got a special Halloween show ready for you this week, and let's get started. The answer is no. Questions where the answer is almost always no. Well, sir, in honor of the upcoming holiday, I thought I would answer a few questions I've gotten regarding Halloween. Now, um, here's a straightforward one. Dear Will, every year at about this time, you get to see candy corn for sale in the stores. I never ate the stuff before, so this year I bought some to try out. It don't taste nothing like corn. I felt cheated, so as I took the rest of the stuff back the next time I was in town and demanded my money back. The manager at the IGA just laughed at me when I told her that candy corn don't taste like corn. So, set me straight. Is candy corn supposed to have corn in it? Signed, Sweet Toothed Cowboy in Montana. The answer is no. Sorry, Sweet Tooth. Candy corn has no corn in it. About the only thing it does have is sugar. They call it candy corn because it's shaped and colored like a kernel of corn. Now, a little-known fact is that before candy corn was introduced by the Veggie Candy Company in 1926, the company had tried to make it big with candy Brussels sprouts. These things were little green balls with some simulated leaves pressed into the sides. Mm. It seems the confection was unappealing to most consumers, and the product was quickly dropped. Oh, now here is kind of a dark question. Howdy, Will. I was watching an old western the other day, and there was a scene where they were fixing to bury this feller. They put the body into the coffin and then nailed down the lid. That seemed kind of odd to me. Were they expecting what was inside the coffin to try to break free? Signed, Morbid in Missoula. The answer is no. Well, Morbid, they probably didn't think the body was going to try to muscle its way out of the coffin, although that would happen from time to time. You see, sometimes folks thought people were dead when they really weren't which led to more than one feller getting 
buried alive. Of course, whether the coffin was nailed shut or not wouldn't really matter since there was likely six feet of dirt on top of the coffin. But to your point, there were times when graves would get opened in floods or landslides. If the coffin was nailed shut, the coffin might come sliding out of the grave, but the body would stay in the coffin. So think of nailing the coffin shut to be an effort at being tidy. Hmm. Here's an unexpected question. Dear Mr. Will, when I grow up, I want to be a cowboy just like you. But my friends say cowboys are dumb. I told my friends that you seem pretty smart. And to prove it, I bet them you would help me with my geometry homework. If I called you on the telephone, would you give me a hand with geometry? Signed, Slacker in Seattle. The answer is no. Nope, Slacker. The best way to learn something is to do it. Not that you shouldn't ask for help, but when you ask for help, find the best person you can to give you a hand. If you want to learn to rope, go to a roper. If you want to pack horses, ask a wrangler. If you want to know about geometry, ask a math guy. Now, about the only thing I remember from geometry is this. What do you get if you divide the circumference of a pumpkin by its diameter? Well, that one is easy. Pumpkin pie. If you have a question for me, just punch that little message button and give it a shot. The answer just might be no. Trail Talk. Places to go and terrific, tangible, tactful travel tips to get you there. The Haunted Oatman Hotel sits in the historic town of Oatman, Arizona. The town was first established as a tent city in the early 1900s, and the historic hotel, originally called the Druerlin, was built in 1902. The eight-room hotel did a brisk business to area miners, especially after the town grew to over 3,500 people after a 1915 gold strike. Oakman suffered three major fires that almost destroyed the town in just a few years. However, the town was rebuilt and the old hotel was repaired in 1920, continuing to host its many guests. However, both the population and the mining boom were short-lived. The largest mining company, United Eastern Mines, shut down its operations in 1924 and the town almost died. But with the building of Route 66, the old town and the hotel hung on, catering to the many travelers along the new highway. It is said that Clark Gable and Carol Lombard spent their wedding night at the Oatman Hotel after being married in Kingman, Arizona. Now, as a side note, my mother traveled through Oatman on old Route 66 
as a tiny baby when her parents and sister took a trip to California. As the creaky sedan they were riding in chugged up the steep mountain pass just east of Oatman, the fuel line sprung a leak. My grandfather, resourceful feller that he was, plugged the line with a piece of chewing gum and the car made it into Oatman, where it was repaired by a grizzled mechanic. Over the years, the old hotel carried several names, but was changed to the Oatman Hotel in the 1960s. When Route 66 was replaced with the Interstate Highway, Oatman suffered a devastating blow and dwindled to a few gift shops and restaurants. Today, about 100 people and 200 belligerent boroughs live in Oatman year-round, although thousands of tourists visit annually. In addition to mock gunfights in the street, cheesy souvenir shops, and the chance to be bitten by one of those belligerent boroughs, tourists visit the Oatman Hotel. For you see, the hotel is haunted, or so it is said. The first and foremost ghosts are Clark Gable and Carol Lombard, who evidently had so many fine memories of the old hotel that they simply refused to leave. Continuing to celebrate, guests and staff have often heard the pair whispering and laughing from the room when it is empty. According to one report, when a professional photographer took a picture of the empty room, the ghostly figure of a man appeared on the developed print. Clark and Carol are not alone, as other spirits reportedly haunt the old hotel. The second floor houses a museum where distinct outlines of sleeping bodies have been found in the dust on the beds. They probably should have dusted more often. Anyway, upon closer inspection, none of the surrounding areas appear to be disturbed. Staff suspects that the sleeping spirit is a former chambermaid who has often been spotted in the room. Another guest room is also haunted by an Irish miner who once lived there. Distraught because his family died when on their way to America, he had a habit of heavy drinking. One night, he got carried away with the drinking and passed out behind the hotel. He never woke up. It is said that he has haunted his old room in the hotel ever since. The staff calls his spirit Odie, who is often heard playing his bagpipe around the hotel. Other common pranks include opening the window in his former room and pulling the covers off the bed. There have also been reports of the room being very cold, even on a hot desert day. Downstairs in the saloon, it appears that there are several playful spirits at work here who have been said to lift money off the bar and raise glasses into the air. Sounds fun, don't it? Other strange phenomena include lights turning on and off seemingly by themselves, the sounds of eerie voices, toilets that flush in empty bathrooms, and footprints that appear from nowhere on recently cleaned floors. If you find yourself in the Mojave Valley of Western Arizona, 
I'd suggest a trip to Oatman. You just might get a chance to see a ghost. And if not, there are always those pesky burrows. Well, that's our Halloween show, and I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, oh, I got one more question to answer that was in the answer is no mailbag, and it comes from Betsy in Boston. She writes, Dear Will, living out there in the middle of nowhere on the Snowball Ranch, aren't you afraid or get spooky in the middle of the night? Well, the answer is no. What with blizzards, prairie fires, drought, flash floods, we've got enough real things to worry about rather than supernatural ones. This is Will Dawson. Happy trails until we meet again in the den. That's Dawson's Den.